0: The following program has taboo and controversial comedy and intended for dark satirical humor. The opinions expressed by Aaron Anthony VII are from a fictional character's point of view and does not represent the crew of the dark diaries of Aaron Anthony VII and its affiliates. Parental discretion advised. In the faraway, unknown world of dark comedy fantasy narrative podcasts, One Incredibly Divine Dictator King Rules Supreme. These are the Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony VII. Join us as we delve into the mind of the cruelest dictator king in all of dark comedy fantasy narrative podcasts. Be forewarned, these tales often take things a bit too far. On pretty much everything. If you get offended easily, you certainly will by this show. And now, enjoy the sinister tales of Aaron Anthony VII, ruler Above All. August 10th,
1: 1997. Dear Diary, Law number 412. You have to be good. We are on the clipper called Davy's Hammock with Black Sails and it is sunset. I am heading down to the Sun City port of Sun City in the southern tip of the land of Aranopolis. Seventeen is with me, and she is still drunk, I think. I saw her throwing up off the starboard side. Sad little thing. Twelve, my newest 41st wife, who is the twin sister of my dead 12th wife, is locked in her cabin because she has started growing a tail and is looking like her eyes are getting lizardly. Sturvener thinks he might have spelled her with Derek's spell instead of Aaron Anthony the 7th spell. Derek says, Oh baby, that is one good looking female there, Papa. I told him, for lizards maybe, but for humans, no. I try to help as much as I can on the boat, but I am the ruler-dictator-king of everyone, so mostly I hang out in the captain's room making preparations for the invasion. If all is well, we can set sail sooner than later. I do not like waiting. I had to wait until I was 36 to claim the throne of Arenopolis, and my days of patiently waiting is over. That is why I have set sail with 50 of my bestest newest ships. We must make haste. We have been at sea for about a fortnight now. And speaking of fortnight, I found a kid stowaway three days into the voyage. And by me, I mean some sailor guy whose name is who cares. It was my bastard kid, Michael, or whatever. I hit him because we can't turn back now, and he is going to pick up bad behaviors from the crew. So I told him to go help the one-legged cook, Long Tom John John. He should be fine with that scurvy bastard. We have a locker room for the crew to groom. We call it Davy Hammock's Locker Room. I saw two seamen kiss in it, and I said, Aw, cute. Fifty ships, that is what I am talking about. I wish there was a cat on board to kill the rats, but maybe Lizard 12 will get them. Derek does not want to chase mice, and I told him they are rats, and he said there was no difference, and I assured him there was. You wouldn't call a hamster a guinea pig, would you? The bastard child, Mason, or whatever, has done well, it sounds like, with Long Tom John John, and he wants to go with them to search for the lost treasure of Captain Splint. I told him that I had great interest in that treasure, so I will let them go. I also told him he was lucky that I want that treasure, which is why I am not going to kill him and his friends, and I explained to him that sometimes we shouldn't be that open with our dealings, or I will have to kill people. So I told him to bring me the weakest one, besides him obviously, so I could make him kill him to teach him a lesson. He completed the mission under two minutes. On the first day of our trek, the dolphins started tailing us, and by the fifth day, they were trying to outright attack us. But thanks to the Nick cannons and muskrats, a lot of them died, and we are eating dolphin. I shot at least two, and the bastard kid, Mark, or whatever, grabbed a muskrat and got a dolphin too. I yelled, "'Good job, bastard!' Captain Roughface is with me as well on this ship, obviously, just like Sturvener and Russell Trussell. I made Sturvener bunk with Russell Trussell, and I think Russell Trussell is abusing him. At least we took off Sturvener's ball and chain so he won't drown. I abuse Russell Trussell. When I was a kid, the corporals abused me. It is trickle-down. Also, we condemn domestic abuse in the real world and know how to separate fiction from reality. Okay? And now, a song. Oh, out to shore I go, I go. Aboard the beauty, I know, I know. The ocean calls, I go, I go. To bring me home, I know, I know. Sail me, my darling, oh, sail me, my lad. Bring me the sea, the mist I once had. Sail me, my darling, oh, sail me, my lad. The beauteous ocean right here at my hand. That'll be one of our Facebook TikTok videos, sure. The ancients believed in a sea-god called Jerksidon. Tales tell tales of lots of toxicity. Jerksidon was, and some say is, very harsh and violent and his rage knows no bounds. Although I am a god, I dare not tempt my luck. Even though gods are probably just characters in literature and not actually corporeal in this dimension. How many Elbowtonians does it take to light a candle? Four, because they have no mustaches. I told Seventeen that, and she said she loves a good mustache ride. I bet the nobles of Sun City are nervous to see me. It has been nigh on 10 years since I have been down there, and they kind of talk a lot of shit. But thanks to my spy, I have lots of blackmail on those pedo jerks. So they have another thing coming. Man, this dolphin steak is good.
0: I don't think this guy knows much about sailing to be honest. But neither do I, for that matter. I tried to go water skiing once. And I was great, obviously. And now, our story continues. August 20th,
1: 1997. Dear diary... We made port at Sunport at Sun City Harbor in Sun City two days ago. It was sunny. It is always sunny in Sun City. The regular noble jerkoffs were there to kiss my ass. They looked stupid, I tell you. I hit the first one who came up to me, said truths in the face. Then I remembered about my image, so I picked him up and acted like it was a joke. Everyone was like, oh, that silly divine dictator king ruler of everyone alive ever of incredibleness. Look at him go in his ways of such action and suspense. Give us more. They will be meeting with me soon on how they are all pedo-jerkoffs. I'll probably have to kill or imprison someone, and I hope it gets to be said truths, Because the people don't listen. Look what happened to the gardener, Matthew, when he didn't listen. Penis eaten by a penis flytrap. See season two, episode three, O Breach Nina. Silly gardener. I have decided to stay at my ancestral home of Aaron Anthony's at Stratford-upon-Avon, the house in which Aaron Anthony III was born, and the home where I, as a young lad, beat up the slave boy Micah. It was at that time I first laid eyes upon her. I had a red wine stain on my white poet's shirt, and she was killing me in that mini blouse, throwing rocks at birds by the harbor docks. She had a suntan line and blood-stained lips. I killed a boy for that first kiss. My brain don't forget something like that. There's this one tiny problem with the house, though. The ghost of Aaron Anthony II is there, and he blabbers on and on and on and on and on, all day and all night, about how he is ghost-feelings hurt that I don't talk about him as much as the other Aaron Anthony's in my diary. So, here we go... Aaron Anthony II was the son of Aaron Anthony I and became governor of Sun City because he played his cards right. No, seriously, he won the succession of governorship in a game of poker. They all had a pretty bad gambling problem back then. Aaron Anthony III led his rebellion on a gamble and won. You could say he fought the law And he won. Aaron Anthony II hated King Giorgio, and he yelled propaganda at night to anyone who would listen. Turns out, a lot. That is why Aaron Anthony III was able to lead the rebellion and take down the evil Codeman King Giorgio. The harbor master, Taylor, said we were swift in our journey, and I said thanks Tay-Tay, and to hell with that theme park from Lehigh. Aaron Anthony II wanted me to tell you that he was also handsome and good at stuff, and great sex maker with the ladies and men. I said that is great, 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 grandpa. New 12, 41, has fully transformed into a Lizard Lady. I have already beaten up Sturvener for screwing up this bad on the spell. He even worked on it in the bathroom at Castle Blouterstone, which no one goes into because of the crying ghost girl. Lizard 41, new 12, likes it down here, as does Derek. There's lots of sun, and she can burrow in the sand. Derek says she is a lilf, And I said, gross. I am thinking about sending her away into a cave because she is now more lizard than man. Or woman, I guess. I mean man as in human, but 39 is a feminist. But Lizard12, 41, freaks me out. Just do not tell anyone, Kay. I have mirror broadcast propaganda on how tough and never scared I am. South people haven't taken to the mirror propaganda like the East and Central has, so it might be harder to draft them. I might be here longer than I thought. Hopefully, by blackmailing the nobles and working on my image, I will get them on my side. Southerners do not like pedos, 17 said. Yeah, right, that's their thing, you know it. and kissing cousins. I told Seventeen to shut up and that she was drunk and then she cried and kept repeating the question, Why are you so mean? And I'm nothing to you, huh? Just a human garbage tank of a human. I am starting to remember why I just kind of left her alone before. Seventeen got so drunk she passed out in the sun while she was naked sun tanning and she has a really bad sunburn which Sturvener has to deal with now. I yelled at her and told her since I was working on my image, she needed to work on her alcoholism. Then she just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and then started apologizing and I couldn't just leave and she kept belligerently crying and was incredibly drunk So I held her and she cried herself to pass out after the first solo intimacy we have had since 1992 and three weeks ago. And you thought this was a work of fiction. No graves for the damned. Seventeen really likes the southern brandy and wine. I like Tit Sandwich when she is not so drunk she is incapable of doing it. I also like chicken clubs and Rubens, and Monte Cristo's and BB&Js, and Nutella. Gosh, I am hungry. Lizard Wife ate the bug that she caught with her lizard tongue. It is new. Ish. I let bastard Albert, or whatever, go with Long Tom John John and crew, to seek out Captain Splinch's treasure. I really want them to find it for me, and now I don't have to ignore him, and he can grow up with pirates because we killed his mom. I have read from Aaron Anthony III in his diary. Always be funny. I have it right here. I told you he wrote that. We have at least three of his four diaries. The fourth diary is Lost at Sea. He also wrote that he wanted to wear ladies' clothes, but that would look bad in 1868. Image is important, which is why people cancel things. Also, maybe it's not bad to try to not be so racist anymore, huh? We're all learning. Did you hear the Elbotonians have different features than us? Gross. When Aaron Anthony III took over, he had a 75% approval rating. We know this because of the scribes. They looked. Stats are big with them. So, to improve my stats, I have given everyone in the land of Aranopolis a red or blue magic mirror so they can be entertained with propaganda all day every day at their fingertips. It goes tick. Tuck. Tick. Tuck. Check it out! We have used the mirrors to make people mad at the corporos and the pedos with a shocking documentary called It Lies Among Us. Also, we are spreading misinformation and promoting discord. It's all in a day's work in a totalitarian government. Operation Jeremy is going good, but not in Sun City. I had a tomato thrown at me yesterday. It is all in a day's work in a totalitarian government. Noble Guy, Husseini Waini, said the people have been protesting at their luxury estates, and that they send out their local guards who are particularly brutal. They have leaders who are pretty upset about the ever-increasing killings of peasant by law enforcement officers, when the perpetrator wasn't even doing anything wrong or asleep in her own fucking house. In 795, before migration, there once lived an evil but fabulous ruler called Zero. I decided his bloodline is my bloodline too. With the mating and the family trees and those things. Zero thought of himself a great singer and actor. And he was pretty good, actually. In his diary, he wrote about what a good guy he was. But the people of Sun City do not listen to mirror propaganda. I cannot decide what to do. I even tried the song. Sun City is the best... My home of homes, better than Central. How many times do I love thee? Seven. Seven is the number. Count it.
0: Anyone else think these names sound a little familiar? It's like he's not even trying anymore. And now a word from a hive mind partner.
1: Since two thousand and ten, the team of Dean and Corey Stefan have been redefining professional photography in the Intermountain West. With personalized concept creation, Dean and Corey create the perfect image, whether it be for weddings, portraits, commercial and architectural, or creative concept. This award-winning duo and LGBTQ ally are no stranger to remote photo shoots and their blend of landscape and engagement photography leave clients breathless. For booking information, go to dandcory.com. That's D-E-E-A-N-D-C-O-R-Y dot com. You can message them on Facebook and Instagram. D and Corey Productions. A team that believes in not just taking a photo of you, but creating images of who you are.
0: I, for one, will be booking tomorrow. And now, back to the show.
1: Step member 9 1997. So, I blackmailed the nobles, and they were all like, Oh dear, we have been so stupid, and gosh, are we such scum! We will be good, as long as you keep our secrets a secret, even though half the people already suspect and know, but we are the nobles and have a pretty tight grip on these people since we have been doing it for 2,000 years now. I doubled their yearly tribute and took away their favorite slave servant, who they don't treat well. The slaves are going to the PTSD clinic for those who can't cope with a horrible world. We had a big meeting where I locked them all in and they thought they were going to get killed because they know they have been bad. I showed them all the scrolls I have proving their treachery and they all shrunk up like tester calls in cold water. One of the particularly dumb ones trikes lee said his family would get revenge so i put him in prison leaked his pedal broadcasts on both red and blue mirrors and it looks like i am fighting corruption i have been working on my image 39 my dark queen has been very helpful with it i am torturing trikes lee's wife whatever her name is and telling the world about how she is a heretic who wants to see the good people burn and die and other things that are just as bad. By the screams from all the victims I have tortured, and through the endless babble, I have asserted information on a scale beyond mentioning in this diary. That information can be found in the scrolls in the trunk, which is locked, and I have the only key, which is guarded by Captain Roughface and his affiliates. I have given Trike Slee's wife an option for punishment, now that she has spilled all that she knows. Option A She is to be spelled and made to think her children are little goblins who are trying to attack her so she will certainly kill her kids and then she will be banished to become a witch in the woods. Option B, she will be strapped to a chair and bamboo will be inserted ever so slowly into her fingernails. She will have to undergo this for 10 days, one for each finger. Option three, She has to listen to the song Smells Like Teen Spirit on repeat every day for 30 years. Take a second to imagine the torture that one would ensue. Gosh, it's just terrible. I said it, fight me. I have an army of soon-to-be 100,000 strong, and we are going to war. Seventeen yelled. Yeah, you go give it to them, husband king. Slash their stupid fucking eyeballs and strangle that bitch's dumb little dimpled-cheeked neck and their stupid silky hair. What a tramp. I cannot believe she even goes out like that. I missed thirty-nine. She had the display only for me on the magic mirror of wireless broadcast. I was the only fan involved. The city is still protesting. They want all the nobles removed and hung. I quelled the crowd with violence and told them I'll think about it. There are 11 nobles who need to be removed, led by the famous dickwad Said Trues. He and Trixplee are the first ones to go. Word is that their vice leader, Pike Mintz, is in hiding because he is scared due to the fact that the other nobles want him dead. Probably due to the fact that he is and was my spy on them. I told him I would never let anyone know of his secret, that he likes to put Mens body parts inside of him in and out of various holes. Two, mostly. You know the ones. I am letting him stay at my cabin in the foggy forest just northwest of Aranopolis City. Just follow that one road that leads northwest out of Aranopolis City and hang a left after the funky cabin with the giant sequoia, head past the birch patch, hang a right at the cliff that looks like a cliff, Find the ill-maintained trailhead next to the huckleberry bush, and that ill-maintained trailhead will lead you to a moderate cabin, unlike Putin's secret palace. When we hold the nobles accountable for their actions and execute the 11 who are particularly bad, like Gargerine Marine and Trikes Lee and Ted Cruz, they are some of the worst. I'll have to toss the dice on who is going to be the new master, but it is all just a game to them anyways. Maybe I will make their death a game. Probably just a boring old beheading. I have decided I will let some middle-class jerk-off take the place as new nobles. And since they know so fucking much, they'll probably do so much better. But if they start diddling kids, I am going to think it's a geographical problem. I bet the middle class people will do just fine. Chicken tendies for everyone. We have a meeting tomorrow night, so I will take Seventeen to bed before she goes and finds some sailor who's looking to take a sally into his heart and under the sheets, as grandma used to say. The sailors better get their knocks off soon because we will be sailing off to war soon and to the conquering of the eastern lands of Elbotonia. I will show the eastern sea salt dog savages who is the real divine king, ruler of divine, and everyone's ruler from land to land, across seas and rivers, from hearts and brains and metatarsals. All of my favorite things in the south are about food or the sea. I have been walking the shores each night, pondering my life where it is going. Last night, I spotted a filthy dolphin spying on me. They have quickly become an enemy of mine this season. I never wanted that to happen, but they are mean. Lean, mean dolphin machine. Like Dan Marino. Wow, what a sunset tonight. I had to record it. Well. Don't have to worry about Seventeen being a Sally because she has passed out, sleepy wife. I looked to see if Thirty-Nine was on her mirror, but she wasn't, so that sucks. I'll try again tomorrow. Oh, good news. We set up Lizard Twelve, wife Forty-One, in a cave for her to live in isolation because she is a lizard lady. She will have to fend for herself, but... I am sure her lizard instincts will catch on, like a bad habit. Law number 74, try hard at cutting out bad habits. We all have things we are working on, like Aaron Anthony VII is working on his image. It is why I made Gior Binding the new steward, because he won the popular vote after all. Hippie Wanderlisp confirmed a shipment of weapons to our enemy. Wonderful! Everyone will need a muskrat, and kill a net, a broadsword, and lots of other stuff, too. Armor, yes, armor, ammunitions, melee weapons, range weapons. If we sell weapons to the enemy, we get currencies and a war. Win-win. We executed Beth Jezos, and someone in the crowd said they wished this was real life, and another person in the crowd said trickle-down economics work. Some people liked him, some people hated him. Everyone has an opinion. My producer said to comment on the deaths of semi-real people and told me to consider an attorney before season three. Total buzzkill, huh? Good news, about 39 though, she now has nine tarantulas and two of them are in molt south city of sun city is where the sun Cityans live they eat snakes when they can't get coyote but the ancients would eat spiders a lot throw your hands up high higher i hope the sentencing and executions will go well
0: Want to emphasize the part at the beginning about opinions? I, for one, think Nirvana is amazing. What the hell does this guy know anyway? Let's see what tales and unfounded opinions unfurl next. Step member 13th,
1: 1997. The sentencing and execution went semi-okay. We got most of everyone executed, but some rogue jerk exploded our execution platform and also the transom for the WC. It was a superb transom too! I designed it 15 years ago just for fun. Luckily, I was only injured a little bit by shrapnel and not seriously hurt. Can you believe in it at all? I was almost killed dead again! When I was growing up, I feared such things might happen, because it is a dangerous life being the incredible divine dictator king, ruler of everyone alive ever, on this side of the river and that side of the stream. I'll have to kill said trues later, I would say, if the explosion didn't kill everyone but me. Lucky guy. We used the brazen bull, and the people inside screamed so loud, and the bull mooed just like moo. Get him, Divine Dictator King. Get him good. Good tart cakes. That is what I had served to the executioners between axe swings. They were made from the tartiest tarts. Here is the good thing though. Not just anyone has access to the gunpowder, so it will most likely have been an inside job. I know it is unlikely, but I will start with the munitions master first and see what he or she has to say or not say. This looks like another mystery for the team of Aaron Anthony Seventh for tackling and solving. They tried to blow me up, the nerve. This is the second time in less than two years since I was tried to blown up. Ninth time in the past ten years, which is interesting since we just got the gum powder. Last time they blew up forty and twelve and not me. You make loads of enemies when you do things for yourself, but enemies can go and get bent. And They are suckers. Also, poachers can go and get bent, and murderous pigs can get bent. Tell me, which bent knee are you more upset about, the athlete or the public servant? Twenty-two and a half years, huh? Let's see him do ten. I learned my manners from Sun City. I have good manners, unlike New Twelve. Or at least I bet she doesn't, because she is a lizard lady now, and the villagers are afraid of her. Derek sure is happy, and I am wondering if I want to do another turkey baster idea. He is a lizard, and she is a lizard lady. I wonder what kind of creature it would be, and then what creatures would evolve from that? Weirder stuff happens, am I right? Nope. Half lizard, half human, half lizard forced fertilization might top the cake on messed up things we have done here. But we are only halfway through season two. Do not talk to strangers, kids. I mean, if you are a kid, you probably shouldn't be listening to this, but you are a little shit who doesn't listen to the rules, huh? That is okay. Neither do adults. Strangers will stab you to death with a magic knife made from a knife maker. So watch out, Kay! Scary stuff happens at night and no one is safe. And people are being kidnapped. You are not safe. Especially those elbow-toedian sea salt dogs who I am going to attack so hard when the war is underway. They better watch all the way out or they will not be watching anymore. I will have their eyes pulled out with searing hot tongs. I can't wait until after I am dead and they call me Aaron Anthony the Great. The soldiers love me, by the way. I might stop by South Central Point Military Training Service, the SCPMTSC, or Sherry for short. They are pawns, yes and they will be trained to surrender their life unto me and the war. I had Sturvener keep working on ways to make Pepth better, and he has about 12 different types right now, and our soldiers are just so aggressive. Pawns. Brainwashed pawns whose families are most likely dying, so why not they die too? Win-win, I say. 39 believes all the death is for a greater purpose, and I do too. 17 thinks the ale is too weak and complains that her paps are bruised. But mostly, 17 just wants to get drunk and get her kitty licked. So I make sure that she is accommodated either by me or one of the other people I tell what to do. Do this, I say, do that, I also say, and they say, how high. 16 died, I think Or she is in the wife dungeon Or she is just fine at home Or maybe she moved to Elbowton to be a spy Man, who would think getting 41 wives would be so stressful Derek says lizards have a different comprehension of love Derek also says he thinks lizard ladies are good for mating So there is a thing he said It is nice to have a talking lizard. I didn't even train him to talk, but he does, and that is in the story of Derek. Seventeen had the bath, but it was not a bloodbath, since we have not been doing as much killing lately. I better find out who tried to murder-explode me, but I'll try not to speculate too hard until more concrete evidence has come forward. I will have food and cup tasters, though. Ooh, a banana tart sandwich served with wine. How I love thee. I eat thee indoors and out. Speaking of banana tart sandwich, trust no one. Last time I did, I was betrayed and then again, and then I was tried to be murdered. It is getting a bit out of hand now. Who knew being a dictator conqueror would be so stressful? Gosh. Aaron Anthony III did. He said it in his diary. August 13th, 1878. Dear Diary, It is hard being conqueror, dictator king. It really stresses me out, man. I better not let the people see, though. It is as it is written. I say that every prince ought to desire to be considered clement and not cruel. Nevertheless, he ought to take care not to misuse this clemency, and of all princes, it is impossible for the new prince to avoid imputation of cruelty, owing to new states being full of dangers. Nevertheless, he ought to be slow to believe and to act, nor should he himself show fear, but proceed in a temperate manner with prudence and humanity, so that too much confidence may not make him incautious and too much distrust render him intolerable. So there is a thing he once wrote. I have it written here, and I translated it so good. Aaron Anthony II's ghost said his son was a cock's butthole and didn't know a weapon from a dildo. I told him to shut up. Did I mention my ancestor ghost is a thing too? He is a jerk. He then told me to look at this little cocksucker. He's the worst one. So I threw something at him and it went through him. He then called my mother a whore and flew through me and disappeared. He is the cocksucker. I only receive that. Unless it is really nice, like a good girth and good length, not like shack Massive.
0: Personally, I think dolphins are adorable, and I don't think they just attack you this way. Sea lions will, though. Oh, sea lions will. And now, more evil tales of complete nonsense.
1: Step member seventeenth, nineteen ninety seven. Dear diary. Damn it! the eastern sea savages are attacking us today. I can't write too much just yet, but I wanted some brandy and some time to myself. Shit, I am so nervous I spilt on my diary. Not the first time, not the last. Law number 319. Old habits die hard also with a vengeance. But, K, crap, K... They are going to attack us in pretty much right now. I can see 100 or so ships out in the bay. They are approaching and they are ready for war. This means war has begun and I better get all my orders in order. And get my Warhammer Ultimate Death and my Muskrat Ultimate Death 2 range edition. And my team of squires and warriors go kick some butt. I will ride my steed, light speed, first into the charge and kill everyone myself if I have to. Oh no, the Brigantine Daniel just blew up. I liked that one. But wait, our clipper, Stalstonite, blew up that frigate. Man, this is intense. This is probably a good time for me to finish my brandy and get to making war victory. Damn it, I spilt brandy on my diary again. It is a peach brandy, six-year-old.
0: Adventure is at your doorstep. Action around every corner. The drama explodes into your ears like the thunder of Zeus. Listen now to the thrilling conclusion of season two, episode five. Better buckle up.
1: Step member 27, 1997. Holy shit. I didn't even want to start with Dear Diary. What an epic 10 days it has been at the battle for Sun City here in Sun City. We have become victorious in the battle thanks to my expert battle leading and 39's fleet arriving just in time to save the day. She commanded the dreadnought, Heathersteff, herself. It was loaded with 215 Nick cannons. She arrived with 150 of our warships and then annihilated the Elbotonian fleet with sure power. We were holding back the siege, and things were taking a turn for the worsened, but thankfully for us, this is a good midpoint climax for this season, or crescendo, if you will. After they destroyed the Elbotonian fleet, they overtook the land forces of the Tonys. Cappy, the wolf, charged in with my son, Aaron Anthony the Eighth, on her back, and they killed so many guys. He's like maybe one, and the kid is like four feet tall riding wolves into battle. Nothing wrong or telling about that. Red-eyed baby killing machine. Sure grows fast. My voice is gone from yelling commands for 10 days in battle after battle. For seven days, the walls of Sun City held, but on the seventh day, they entered the city we held them back for two days until 39 showed up, killed a bunch of enemies, and they surrendered. We are negotiating their surrender terms. Though, do not take this as an end of all. This is only the beginning. I am already made aware that the lands of Elbotonia all are pretty ready to go to war. Don't worry about the fact that they outnumber us. 39 said we just need to find the heart of will and we will be victorious. I told her, right on. I killed hundreds, obviously, and was on the front line the whole time. Smashing and shooting and stabbing. Stirvener even got to fight. He used a bunch of spells and stuff. He rolled mostly sevens, and then rolled a two, and he had to be taken out of battle into the ward of I Guess Soldier Should Be Treated After Battle Center of Health. The T-W-O-I-G-S-S-B-T-A-B-C-O-H, or Tabitha for short. I came up with a war song. Maggots, weeping in vain, holding on to impurity. Death sentence, violation of trust, and me, feed upon the slop of the dead. Boy, am I glad I now have all these allied forces now. Now that the Elbotonian scum have attacked, all of the South is ready to fight and sail and fight. My army grows bigger every day, and I think we are at 75,000 soldiers ready to kill. We took a small loss of about 2,000 in this battle, but we held out our own and showed Elbotonia that we are not a force to be reckoned with. I told Sun City we will make Step Member 27th a national holiday and call it Sun City Remembrance of War Day, and people can go to the beach and light off fireworks if the air is humid enough. I wonder what would happen if I told everyone that we should eat more pie on Sun City Remembrance of War Day. We sent in people who had the plague to infect the El Boltonian army, because that is still a thing. We have offered Antidote 7 to the Elbotonian soldiers who convert to the Church of Aaron Anthony VII and switch teams. A lot of Sun City folk think the plague is a scam set up by me, and they are right. So I had them mysteriously disappeared. Now that the war is started and they have struck first, I have lots of people motivated to kill. That is good news. Makes it easier on my part. How lucky am I with this? Fleek. Is that what kids say? Should I use that when we start doing the ticking? Fleek? So glad to have a victory, and just in times. I must set out for Gem Lake City before winter sets in. I still have more troops to rally, and I need to inspect the mines. We will get heat stones for Derek since the mountains are cold in the winter. He has also told me to dress up in mining clothes, and I told him I have a traveling wardrobe, and he said he knows he eats the closet moths all the time, and I said, oh yeah. Gior Binding wrote a letter that said pigs are great. And I agree, I eat pork often. But, 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 before we go any further, I need to get something off of my chest. I like pineapple on pizza. Comment below. The mountain trolls up north have come out of the mountains and into the meadows, probably to start a band. 39 will head back to Stan without the kid. I have to take him, apparently. 39 said the people of Gem Lake City love a good family man and also polygamy, so it is good to show up with my heir and a bastard and a wife. I didn't tell her the bastard, Malachi or whatever, was off being a pirate somewhere. So now I have to take the kid who is growing at an alarming rate and is probably a demon child to Gem Lake City. Whatever. Seventeen asked if my kid was a demon and I told her I didn't want to talk to her right now and then she cried and told me I was a dick and ran off. Later she came back and asked if she was his stepmom or something and I told her, whatever, I am plotting war. But she is manic bipolar and also had the wine, so she wanted the penetrations, and 39 said, You always have to turn it into something pornographic, don't you? Then she continued, That's why I like you. 17 has a drinking problem like I did, so we are putting her through a deep box journey on the way to Gem Lake City, her home. It should be fine. 39 said, Don't forget about the chicken in the hearth, and I told her to yell at a slave about it, and she yelled so hard at one about it. The slave did as ordered because he is a slave. 39 wants to see Lizard Lady New 1241. I can only imagine why. Unfortunately, Taylor, the harbor master, died in the onslaught. It was a swift death. This morning was the surrendering of the battle, and I have yet to decide what to do with their captain. Death, or torture, and death. Probably be. I will drill him so hard for information. Drill in the front, and drill in the back. Hard as hard can be when it comes to drilling for information. I will write the owners of the circus and suggest they go to Gem Lake City. We took the dead and dumped them out to the sea. I am sure that will certainly be okay. Tomorrow we will have a big ceremony, and legendary archer, Blake Take, will be there doing all sorts of tricks, and he will write a speech about how great I am that the intern Bethany wrote up. We've not seen the last of the Elbotonians' dictator cakes, is what 39 said also. Then she said, So, did her tongue change too? We made shirts that say, I made it out alive from the Battle of Sun City and all I got is this lousy t-shirt and a dead frog. Derek is literally swimming in eyeballs right now. Literally. Happy little lizard.
0: Illustrator, animator, and cover artist is Chris Coffin. Sound engineer, musician, portrait artist, and handsome narrator is Casey Jackson. Writer, editor, sketch artist, director, and voice of Aaron Anthony VII is Scott Millis. Can be found on your favorite podcast streaming services, including Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and Amazon. Not appearing next time on the Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony the Seventh. With
1: all this plutonium, I'll be able to level this city. But what about Murphy, boss? Murphy's in love with his new partner. He's a bit distracted. (laughs) We have a report that some plutonium is missing from the nuclear plant. Sounds like Trunt to me. What Indigo Trunt want with plutonium? That's what I want you two to find out. We're We're on on the the case. case. (laughs) And I'll be on you after. Sounds like a closed case. That's
0: Murphy's Law. The Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony the Seventh is a production of the Hive Mind Collective, SLC.
1: And now, something different.